Welcome to the Meditation Conversation. You are listening to Karan Alessandra. Hi everyone and welcome to today's episode. We thought we might dedicate this time to do a little meditation checkup on ourselves. Um, because we sit here and talk so much about the techniques and the theory and it's good to check up uh, where we are at sometimes and you know when we share what we struggle with hopefully that can help you and inspire you with your meditation practice or in your life so yeah because yoga is not just about meditation it is so much more it's about creating a life of balance and harmony and there are many components to that apart from meditation. Let's start by checking the pulse with Kara. <laughs> yes, so welcome everybody. It's um, right now I am working on trying to relax more and trying to be more open. So in my meditation and when um, Alessandra and I first began learning meditation, we both were enrolled in the same class. I think we mentioned this maybe early on, where we took an online meditation course with Online with Ananda that's called Lessons in Meditation. And one of the very first things that they talked about in that Lessons in Meditation was the three pillars of meditation, those three being relaxation, concentration, and expansion. And so at that time, I really focused on relaxing as part of my meditation. And then from there, I started taking more courses and um, you start building on what you have learned before. So just like when you learn math, you learn what two plus two is. And then you kind of go on from there and you don't have to keep revisiting what two plus two is. Well, that was kind of my approach with meditation. So it was like, I learned the three pillars of meditation and then we moved on to mantra and we moved on to visualizations and affirmations and ohm technique and and techniques to use outside of meditation. And it was all very, very helpful, but I never really went back to those three pillars necessarily. I just kind of assumed I had folded them into my practice and, and I could move forward from there. But what I've realized in the last few weeks is that I'm taking that relaxation and that openness for granted. So I'm kind of trying so hard to get my concentration centered in the spiritual eye that I was almost forcing it and I was forgetting to stay open, stay relaxed, because it's a balance, right? It's you want to stay relaxed, but you also need to be focused. And sometimes that focus can lead to 
a little bit of tension. So it's funny because I've noticed when I'm teaching, I'm also telling my clients, I'm emphasizing it more and more. I can tell where I'm like, stay open, stay relaxed, see if you can open a little more. And so that's been very big for me right now. And I also um, am more and more focusing on the heart. I felt that I had the same thing as I explained with the relaxation where I kind of went through my learning of the importance of the heart and then moved beyond it. I'm putting that in quotes. (laughs) And I didn't really hold on to that in my meditation as much as I wanted to. So for the past probably couple of months, I've been trying to be more conscious of staying more and more open. Open has become a really important part of my um, practice, just that remembrance within, like keeping to remind myself, be open, be open. So whether that means that I'm focusing on the heart and I'm really trying to energize it and awaken it and it can help to just think of open, open, and be soft, open. And the same thing at the spiritual eye. It helps me to think, be open, and be relaxed, and let that openness, that concentration help to magnetize the energy at the spiritual eye. Mm. So how about you? Well, I, I want to come back to your points here. Well, in terms of relaxation, I think that's always something we need to work on, especially in this society, because we're so focused on doing mm. and it's so easy to forget. And I think that's the luxury of being a teacher. And that's kind of what inspired me to become a meditation teacher. I saw this quote, which is quite famous. I think it is Yogi Bayan. He is uh, the one who created kundalini yoga okay and he says if you want to master something teach it and i was like well i i want to master yoga so Mm -hmm. i better teach it and uh, now i start to understand why because i guess you can feel the same when i prepare for classes workshops you know i go through the material again and again Mm -hmm. and it's like you said i i read it when we did the course and i thought you know i passed and everything and I've been doing classes but there are always details and you know sometimes we forget or you know a deeper understanding of something Mm -hmm. and so by teaching others we also deepen our own practice and it's really good to come back in that sense and look at the teachings and then also like you said it's like oh well am I really doing this yeah Um, that's true for both of us we had been meditating with these techniques for a while as we did um, teacher training and Mm -hmm. I remember just the mantra which we did which I thought I did correct and they're so small things you know because there we spend a lot of time in the courses that we do even if it's just you know for your own practice Mm -hmm. it's a lot of practicing but also a lot of reading and classes with others so we get that yeah intellect but also get to feel it right but still you know when I did the teacher training it's like 
wow, this technique seems so simple, mm-hmm. but still, you know, when you actually start to learn to teach it, you understand that there are many, many small details that you right. can easily do wrong or forget I, about. Yeah, I felt the same thing, and particularly with the mantra, where I was like, oh, yeah, I'm kind of doing this in the background now, and I'm not really engaging with it, and I have to, uh, that's another thing that I periodically have to remind myself with the mantra. But it's interesting what you're talking about with the teaching and how you go further with your own practice through the teaching, I wonder if you've experienced the opposite sometimes, which I have experienced, where I'm meditating and I'm really enjoying an aspect, and then my mind goes to, okay, I need to remember this when I teach. So, And then my mind starts going in that direction. Okay, I can build on that in this way. And it kind of gets in my way where sometimes I just have to be like, just have a pure meditation and don't try to figure out how to explain this to people. Yeah. Because, you know, we've been talking in earlier episodes about how we connect with the prefrontal lobe, which is where Mm -hmm. we download new ideas. And so, yeah, this happened actually to me. 30 minutes ago because I was meditating to prepare for this and I was like really trying to enjoy this calm relaxation I was feeling uh-huh. at the same time I was like oh I need to write this down on the paper yes. da, 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 because I, I need to uh, have these points ready for the podcast yeah um so yeah um it's a double I did get to sword. enjoy the meditation but um yeah the mind is tends to plan a lot of teaching Mm -hmm. but you know i I, when that happens it's like okay good and i I try to tell my mind is great but just wait 20 minutes (laughs) remember it in 20 minutes exactly you know it usually works uh actually because you know when we leave the meditation we are much clearer in our minds and we are more focused so um most of the times i do remember it yeah, but that's, that's interesting good. about creativity. I remember listening to something about Tom Waits, the singer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I heard other people that are very creative or artists, singers. You know, it's like, it's not you making it up. It's something that is downloading mm-hmm. to you. You know, the, the mm-hmm. song, the verse, it comes to you. Mm-hmm. And he was writing, you know, he was driving his car once and he's like, I don't know if who he um, referred to is like creator or God or universe, whatever. Like, really? Now I'm driving the car. <laughs> you, can, you can't give me this song text now. And I actually think he stopped the car to write down the text. And sometimes I feel the same. It's like, oh, this is such a good idea because I'm thinking about classes or workshops. or mm-hmm. um, And it's like, I need to remember this and I just write it down on a piece of paper. Yeah, I've had to do that too. It's interesting that you tell that story. I remember listening to a podcast once and Elizabeth Gilbert was the um, guest. I don't remember what podcast, maybe Oprah's. Do you know who she is? Um, Elizabeth Gilbert, the author of Eat, Pray, Love. I like that book. Yeah. And she... Sorry? I like her. (laughs) Yeah, I do too. And she was talking about 
it wasn't her thought. Some somebody had told her about this where there was somebody who said and maybe this person was a writer or a singer or something, but they felt that, just like you're saying, the ideas come and they may come to you. And if you don't pick them up, they'll just keep going and find Mm -hmm. somebody who's receptive to them. And so this example that Elizabeth was giving was this woman, I, I feel like she was hanging clothes outside or something, like doing laundry outside and she felt it like kind of come toward her like a wind or something and she had to stop like throw the laundry down run back inside so that she could write it down before it left but but as an energy like the energy was coming mm. down the hill toward her and she could feel it passing, and she was like, okay, I'm going to get it, you know, before it, it keeps going to somebody else, mm. which I thought was really beautiful. Yeah. Well, uh, when we talk about uh, creativity, that's actually something I um, kind of work with at the moment. Um, not in meditation, but outside of meditation, because, well, you're a little bit ahead because you can, you are more full-time with your meditation practice but I'm starting to build up more on my business and you know yes you have to be very creative so I feel that the flow of creativity is flowing more freely in me now Mm -hmm. but you know starting your business also shows you many aspects of yourself where you need to work on I am part of a coaching program um, which will make me a wellness coach at some point Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, my coach, Sami, you have been in one of the programs Mm -hmm. as well. And she said that, you know, starting your business is a great tool for personal growth. And I really start to see this now. I guess Mm -hmm. you can relate too. So one thing I am working with is really, you know, introspection to Mm -hmm. really question, you know, myself. What is it that I need to work with or work on? Like my meditation practice itself mm-hmm. is, it's okay, you know, mm-hmm. can always be better. But, you know, I meditate and um, I managed to do it. Yeah. So it's not like, uh, that's not the emergency at the moment. Mm-hmm. But I feel like because I want to grow and be able to share this with others, there are things within me that I need to work on. Like, mm-hmm. you know, just handling money, hand or your own self-esteem, those are things that come up when you start to go out there and be your own brand. Right. So I'm really working on to see, okay, what is it that I need to work on? I even asked my father the other day, and you know, we shouldn't take what everyone else says as truth. We need to ask ourselves, is that really correct? But sometimes it's hard to see our own flaws. We don't want to see them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I've come to a point where I want to see them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it might hurt sometimes when people pinpoint it. But, you know, I I want to do good things. And if I my fears, my doubts are in the way, I need to mm-hmm. get them out of the way. <laughs> right. So. so a lot of introspection for you. Mm-hmm. I started to write more. like um, Journaling? Journaling, yeah. Uh, which is a great tool because mm-hmm. um, you can really uh, 
I, I write everything, you know, and I think that's a key. Uh, I haven't taken a course in it, but mm-hmm. I would say to get the creativity at least, you know. Yeah. Don't judge yourself uh, when you are writing like, oh, this sounds weird or why can't I can't feel this way. Well, write it down, mm-hmm. even if it is <laughs> sounds foolish, you know, at least you get it out. And then one week, one month later, you come back and it's you see, oh, I wrote this. And it's very interesting because some things that I write down and I set as intentions, you know, this is something I want to work on. And I can see how that little seed starts to grow you know, inside of me mm-hmm. and starting to transform meditations at five or six in the morning as I used to do. And because I accepted, you know, it's been long, dark winter here and it's mm-hmm. just, okay, I don't have to do it in the morning if I can't. I just do it during lunchtime and make up for it in the evening or whenever mm-hmm. I can. But so what I realized was that you know, this laziness is, was more manifesting in a way of, you know, just wanting to end up in the sofa a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just not so good. <sighs> well, we can, of course, enjoy a good movie once in a while. But, you know, when it's excess, it's not good. You know, mm-hmm. it just makes us, the energy just keeps on getting sluggy and you get slow, sleepy. Mm-hmm. So... And now the sun is back. We have had beautiful sunshine for almost two weeks. And uh, poor Iris, my dear one, has been sick a lot. Um, So I've been home caring for her. But, you know, while she sleeps herself healthy again, I've been out walking in the sunshine. And I even sit down, you know, under a tree, just relaxing in nature Mm -hmm. to get sunshine, to get fresh air, be in nature. And so important. I, yeah, you mentioned you were talking about a satsang you were going to have, and you were talking about fresh air. And I was like, yeah, I've been stuck here in my apartment during mm-hmm. the winter. Yeah. And so it was a good reminder for me. And a f- another friend of ours, um, Ronya, she was telling me a while ago also that, you know, get out and exercise. And, you know, even if you have to take a bit of time for exercise and it will improve your meditations. And that's what I've seen. You know, now these days when I've been able to be outside more, get air and sunshine and exercise, my meditations are so much better. Oh, that's great. So, yeah, we are body, mind and soul. We we can't just mm-hmm. uh, care for one of them or two. We need to even out mm-hmm. the love to all parts. Yeah, that's such a great reminder because... I know I've mentioned on here before that I used to run quite a bit and Mm. I don't do it so regularly anymore. And it does become difficult the more time I want to dedicate to meditation because exercise is another solitary activity usually. Um, But it's also been so cold here. We, I live in the area where we had this polar vortex in January, which was like Arctic temperatures here. (laughs) And we're going to get more snow this week. It's just a lot of winter weather and it becomes dangerous to run in those circumstances. But as you're talking about spending time outside and sunny days, and I'm like, yeah, that's going to be really nice to get back into that when nature gets... (laughs) 
more mm. hospitable soon. <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually have a little note. Well, our listeners won't be able to see, but you can see it. This is a note I have on my um, fridge. Uh, it was during one of the courses. I can't remember which one. Um, and I really, uh, I think it was emphasizing on the balance of, you know, meditation is one component. But mm-hmm. then, you know, there are many other components and I can just share some of the words. So I have this on my fridge so I don't forget. And, you know, so when I feel unbalanced, I'll go to this and it's like, mm. so meditation. Yeah, pretty good. Pranayama. Mm, OK. Am I practicing gratitude? Yes. In this mm-hmm. case, I'm pretty good at it. Um, my attitudes. Well, we know that's what I said. I'm working on my attitudes and my mindsets, um, spending time in nature and create. Mm-hmm. Am I creating something or are you giving time to creativity? Eating green and fresh food? Uh, am I spending time with people that uplift me? Yes, I do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that is, you know, serve and give to not only think about ourselves, but also be there for others. Mm-hmm. In our posture, that's the lesson number one in our the t- meditation we teach mm-hmm. to have a good posture. Um, what else do I have here? To sing and you know, also, as you said, to be more in the heart, to love and have devotion mm-hmm. for life. Those are wonderful um, reminders. It's interesting you talk about posture. That's another thing that I'm noticing kind of organically happening. And I wonder if you in your journey have noticed this, but I can feel my body correcting my posture as I'm trying to engage my heart more and more. I don't know if it's a reflection of the energy getting stronger there, but even if I'm on the couch, I'll notice myself with a strainer, like straightening my spine out more and kind of opening my chest more. Have you experienced anything like that? It's very interesting that you say that because actually the other day, so in um, it was when I've had a few things going on lately, a workshop, and you and me started to have this satsang. And so, yeah, I think it was two days ago, and I felt like, you know, my chest is much more open and mm-hmm. upright, and I've been going to chiropractors for this, and I've been really working on trying to consciously remind myself, like, roll the shoulders back, relax them backward, downward, mm-hmm. and this time I was not conscious of it, but I just realized that, oh, and I felt like, you know, that was some, when I open up with doing more of the things that I love and really want to do, mm-hmm. it's like I'm opening up my heart and so it comes naturally. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, uh, that's so interesting that you also experience that. And it's because I find it really interesting when the physical starts to meet that energetic, Mm. you know, how you're consciously trying to do it in meditation or even outside of meditation, but it's still more of an energy thing, working with the openness of that energy in the heart 
but then you see your physical body responding to it when you're not even thinking about doing it. Mm. So it's really funny that not that surprising because this, for the listeners, this happens to us all the time (laughs) when one of us brings up a topic and it's like, this has been happening. And then the other one's like, that's (laughs) been happening to me too. (laughs) Far away in bodies, but close in mind. Right. Um, yeah, but I believe I quoted this in another episode, but it's worth quoting again. So in one of the books where we studied yoga teachings for our meditation, uh, our teacher Swami Kriyananda said, proper breathing is indeed one of the most effective forms of psychotherapy. And yeah, how is that related? Well, you know, breathing just works with our energies and that's, also what we do when we deepen our meditations when we teach and open up you know we carry so much tension in our bodies we we are not even aware of it mm-hmm. and i guess that's what's happening when we start to work with things that are holding us back we release that energy block mm-hmm. which i guess is what we both have been experiencing and so the posture corrects itself yeah it's amazing hmm Wonderful. Well, do you have any other things you're working on that you want to share? No, I think that's enough. Yes. Well, we will try to do this every couple or three months, a few times a year Mm -hmm. anyway, because it can be helpful for us to reflect and catch up on um, how we're both doing and learn from each other. And as you are also a, an evolving being with an evolving meditation and yogic practice, then hopefully it helps you to know, too, where we are in our journey. So thank you for joining us. Thank you. And please subscribe. And we look forward to the next meditation conversation. <laughs>